Thank you for joining us in the AP Deal Room. Have you been wanting to invest in real estate but feeling frustrated because you lack the capital? Wish you had a rich uncle to help you out? If you answered yes to either of these questions, then you may be surprised to find out that your investment money is closer than you think. Today's guest is Matt Calhoun. He's with the Midland Trust Company. He's someone you will want to get to know. Midland Trust is a self-directed IRA custodial company. And if you're scratching your head right now and wondering what that is, then listen, take notes, and enjoy, because this information may set your investment dreams free. Well, let's, hey, I appreciate you uh, taking the time out to have this discussion with me. Um, yeah, of course. Happy to happy to have it. Yeah, we're looking. You know, I I, I believe, and and I'm not really sure just how many people are aware of, you know, their ability to 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 actually invest, um, y- utilizing their uh, retirement accounts for that purpose. What's been your experience with that? No, definitely. It's, you know, it's growing in popularity. It's been around for, you know, 40 years that people are allowed to do it. But every day I hear, like, I didn't know this. I wish I knew this 20 years ago. Um, and all of those, it's a growing space. Um, right. Yeah, most, most people are just completely unaware. Most people just know, you know, I can invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds in my retirement account. That's all it can do. Not realizing it, it can do basically a whole different amount of investments. Um, that are options to IRA accounts as well. Right. Well, let me get into uh, I'll ask you a few quick questions. Uh, you know, so what is exactly a self-directed retirement account? Yeah, we got to touch. I mean, so there's really nothing that differentiates a self-directed IRA from your normal IRA you think of that you hold. Really what that means is what the custodian allows you to invest in. So the same tax law that allowed IRAs to be established um, – allowed for self-directed, what we call self-directed IRAs. Um, you know, a Charles Schwab, a Fidelity, these custodians that you know, you know, just from having your funds there, they allow you to invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds. Where like an IRA custodian that I'm with Midland, we allow you to invest in anything that's allowable from the IRS guidelines. Um, so examples would be like real estate, real estate funds, you know, cryptocurrencies, futures, Forex, private companies, startup companies, VC. I mean, the list goes on and on about just what you can actually hold in a retirement account. Um, and most people just think you can hold stocks, bonds, mutual funds. Um, but, yeah, you just have to have the right custodian that allows you to invest in what we call alternative assets. Okay. And so, so what, you know, and you mentioned the IRS. So from a uh, tax perspective, is there a benefit? Um, or I should say, what might be the benefits and possible disadvantages to using IRA money for investments? I'll start obviously with the good there. Um, so the, the positive side, it's, it is true like an IRA investment. So the reason people use IRA accounts is it gives you the ability to do tax-deferred growth. You know, that money is growing back in tax on every year. You're saving for retirement, um, and you're not getting a – 1099 at the end of each year, depending on how much your investment grows. It grows tax-deferred. And depending on the, the IRA account, you know, it may be tax-free in the future. 
Uh, so there's definitely that benefit. Why people like to use it for, you know, alternative investments or, you know, investing in, in real estate funds and different options are it really gives them a different access to capital, you know, that they may not, they either don't have or maybe they don't want to use their, like, personal savings that they have in their checking account, you know, but I have this IRA account or I have this 401k account from an old employer, um, I can invest that into this investment. Um, so that's definitely a benefit we see a lot. Obviously, we touched on the tax-deferred growth, uh, which is great. The other thing people like to do these type of investments in their IRA account is it gives you true diversification. You know, people talk about the benefits of diversifying your your portfolio, you know, and a lot of times what that means to you know financial advisors a lot of times means we're going to put you in different stocks, you know, in a different mutual fund. Um, but this really gives you the chance to diversify across asset classes. So if you have a lot of your money held in in stocks or a company, um, this gives you the ability to throw some of that money into, like I said, a real estate fund or something that is truly diversified. Um, and where we see a lot, to, a lot of times, too, instead of using that money made out of their personal account, um, you know, these tend to be longer-term investments, and retirement accounts are designed perfectly for that. Um, you know, a lot of times you can't touch that money until you're close to retirement or in retirement. Um, so being able to put that money into longer term, longer outlook investments tends to make a lot of sense for people versus money that they have access to right now. Um, so that's a lot of the good. Obviously, there's more. But as far as some of the, like, if there why people are hesitant to do it, um, the IRS does have a lot of, you know, rules on what they've said that you can and can't do. You know, as far as investments you can't do in an IRA, uh, basically life insurance, and collectibles, what they deem collectibles, can't be held in an IRA. Anything else can. But they do have rules as far as personal benefits. So, you know, it really is designed to benefit you in retirement. If your retirement account's investing in it, you can't get personal benefit now. Uh, you know, the income that's thrown off from these investments isn't going to be deposited back into your personal checking account. It's going to be put back into your IRA account. Um, so that's one thing that people kind of can get a – I wouldn't say it's a negative, but just, you know, to realign to the expectations are it's really meant to grow your, your retirement account um, long term. And along with the personal benefits, um, you also the some tax benefits. So obviously an alternative, especially investing in real estate, sometimes there's tax advantages um, to holding real estate. Now, your IRA account can get those tax advantages, but you personally aren't going to see those tax benefits uh, because it's not you personally doing the investment. It's your retirement account doing the investment. So, you know, if I had to find some negatives or some things that, you know, I hear, you know, here and there from people, those would be some of the negatives. Okay, interesting. So, so the income uh, produced from the investments, they ultimately would be placed back into your IRA account. So, you, you, you know, it's not like you can go out and create a job for yourself or buy a business and then pay yourself a salary or something like that. Exactly. You're really investing to grow that retirement account. Now, if you're, you know, if you do want to take that income after the fact later, you can do that. And, you know, if you're over the age of 59 and a half, you could take it immediately with no penalty. So, you know, hmm. the investment can deposit it in your IRA. And if we want to send it to you, Midland, you know, the company I work for can send you a direct deposit the next day. Um, so you can do that. It's just at least if the investment is owned in your retirement account, the income flows back to your retirement account as well, um, and then you can decide what to do with it personally after that. Okay, interesting. 
I'm thinking I'm thinking that a lot of a lot of investors who are familiar with real estate investment would also be familiar with I think it's a ten thirty one exchange uh, where where the income that's the income that's generated would have to be invested within a certain time frame back mm-hmm. into another property. Um, is that a similar concern or consideration for a uh, IRA or, or no? Nope. So there's no time, you know deadlines or time on that. So you sell a property in IRA, you get the full tax deferred treatment. Um, you're not paying capital gains tax or anything on that money from the property you sell in an IRA. It gets deposited back in your retirement account, and if you want to sit on it for six months and just wait to see what happens or pick a new investment, that's completely fine. It's uh, completely up to you. You still get the full tax benefit of uh, holding in an IRA account. Okay, interesting. Wow. So, what what types of retirement accounts can be used? Yeah. So, most commonly, when when clients open up a an account here at Midland, um, they're funding it via transfer from another IRA. So I would say that's the most common. They have an IRA that they're holding out, some of those larger custodians we talked about, um, and they want to transfer that to Midland. So the IRA account is the easiest one. That can be traditional IRAs, Seth IRAs, Roth IRAs. You know, pretty much any IRA can be transferred into a self-directed account. Um, then we would see people who have, you know, previous employer 401k. So they worked at a job, they contributed to that, and I shouldn't say just 401ks, but that employer plan, um, 403bs, you know, pension plans, just different qualified retirement plans through an employer, and they're eligible to roll that money into a self-directed account. Um, and then not always the case, but some employers actually allow you while you're still employed there you could possibly move the money out while you're still employed there as well. Um, and then we see people contribute to IRAs as well. So, you know, depending on the account type you have, you may be able to add money uh, from your income each year into an IRA account as well. Um, and then less known, you can actually self-direct HSA accounts, education savings accounts. You can actually self-direct a lot of different accounts as well um, outside mm-hmm. of IRAs. So you, there's a lot of opportunities on on what can be moved over and how to fund it. Okay, and and, uh, and you guys, you know, when a when a uh, potential customer contacts you with that interest in doing a conversion, do you walk walk them through the process or system in becoming aware of what types of accounts they may have that could possibly be converted? We do, yeah. We definitely want to help them out, and then obviously know what their what their goal is as far as you know. Can I move this over with no penalties, no tax consequences, and we'll let them know that. You know, if they are looking for a Roth conversion, just kind of let them know what the process is there. Um, but, yeah, if they let me know what type of accounts they have, most of my calls go, hey, I have this account. What, what do I do next? So that's what most of my calls are. It's kind of my job to, to help them decipher what account type and how to get started from there. Okay. Now, are you guys a fiduciary by any chance? So we're not or a fiduciary. Yep. Okay. Um, in the sense that we don't give investment advice, um, we're not going to point them and tell them, hey, we got a, a hot tip, this is a great place to put your money. Um, you know, and it's really kind of in the name. So self-directed, ideally, you know, you are the one that gets to choose your investment. Um, you know, if you come to us an investment, we're not going to turn you down and say, no, you can't invest in that. We don't like, we don't like it. I think it's a good idea. Um, you actually have full control. You have the freedom to invest in what you want. You know, as opposed to someone they say, well, this is our option, choose our options. Um, you know, it's pretty much wide open here, and we'll allow you to invest uh, how you see fit. 
and, you know, without advice or anything else, you know, if there's something that would involve, um, you know, not even just financial advice, but if there's like legal advice or something, maybe a CPA, we'll definitely say, Hey, you know, if you have one of those as an advisor, speak to them, that would help. Um, as we're not qualified to give you that type of advice. And we do have some resources as well. Um, but, but Midland and our employees, uh, although a lot of us came from that background of being fiduciary CPAs attorneys, um, mm-hmm. currently we're not, we're not fiduciaries in this role. Okay. So how long have you guys been in business? When did you start? Yeah, a little over 20 years. Um, so that's all I'm doing in the IRS. We actually do 1031s as well. Uh, we had a CPA firm, you know, brand, you know, branch of the company for a long time, uh, but the IRA is about 20 years, and it's really been booming really in the last 10. Um, obviously, it was still there, but it was kind of like, you know, kind of a good kept secret among investors, and, and that was about it. Um, now it seems like it's branched off into many different industries, uh, becoming well, much more well known in the real estate investing space. Okay, I seem to recollect. And this would be, I think, very helpful, especially for real estate investment um, interested parties. Are there any limitations when it comes to financing a property that is being equity financed with self-directed IRA funds? Sure. Um, So you can uh, leverage properties inside of a retirement account. So the type of loan, if you're directly buying real estate, so you know, you're a real, you're an IRA investor and you want to buy a rental property, you're going to get what they call a non-recourse loan. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, people who are in the residential space may not be too familiar with non-recourse loans, but in the commercial space, they tend to be much more familiar. Um, it's basically a loan that you're not personally guaranteeing. It is really right. a deal-dependent depend, deal loan. And the reason being, a couple of reasons, um, you know, the IRS is wants you get a personal benefit. Um, they want it to be dependent on the deal. You know, if you know, John Smith, the IRA investor, has a great relationship with the bank. They don't want him to get a special treatment um, for his IRA account because he has a personal good relationship with them. So the non-recourse loan is really designed to be deal-dependent, tied just to that IRA account investment. Um, so those are the invest or the loans that are allowable. Um, and then as far as like pooled investments, so investing in funds, a lot of times, you know, a lot of those funds will have leverage as well. Um, and that can be done. That's completely fine. They can invest in those. Um, and this would definitely be a completely longer uh, call. You know, it's possible if they're investing in very high leverage investments that a UBIT or UDFI tax can, can apply. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then when we talk about you normally don't really care too much about those tax write-offs or tax benefits to the IRA because you're getting tax-deferred income anyways, uh, you're going to want to count that then. So, you know, it's going to vary situation by situation, um, but if they are investing in highly leveraged investments, it's possible that some of the income could be subject to that tax, um, but that would be a case-by-case basis, and, and I can kind of help walk through whether that would apply or not. Okay. Well, hopefully, you know, there may be an opportunity to have a more deeper conversation in the, in the, sure. in the near future. Yeah, of course. For right now, we, I think we're, we're, we're kind of just scratching the surface and touching <laughs> Self-directed IRA is. <laughs> simple answer is yes. You can uh, still use leverage uh, inside your retirement account, which is a which is a good thing about real estate. I mean, it gives you the ability to multiply your dollar and purchase larger assets than what you have in cash. 
Um, although it's not maybe as beneficial in an IRA, it still can be done. It can still be a powerful tool also. Okay. Well, I guess in summing this discussion up, I, I guess now let's say let's say my listeners are, are, are saying to themselves, wow, had no idea I can actually make some real investments using my retirement funds. How do I get started? Best way is to give me a call. Um, you know, obviously we have a website at midlandtrust.com. It has a lot of good resources. Um, it's going to give you general information on on types of investments, what to expect. Um, but as far as when you actually have your personal situation, a lot of times it's best to either just give me an email or give me a call. I can walk you through, get you started um, towards basically getting your investment funded, um, getting the IRA account set up and getting that investment funded. So um, I can give you a direct phone number, direct email, uh, and I'd be happy to at least answer questions for you, whether I can help or not. Yeah, and actually, you know, they'll be able to find the link for you, for you okay, and, uh, and on my Instagram. So that's excellent. What, you know, in a brief overview, what should um, somebody prepare prior to making a phone call to you? What does the process look like? You know, what are the costs associated with it? And yeah. uh, are there are there any any additional um, requirements of the investor that they must do annually? Yeah, sure. So as far as as cost of an IRA custodian, um, you know, it's going to vary depending on which custodian you're working with. So I can give you examples for for Midland, um, and obviously you're going to find ones that they just charge different depending on the investment type. Um, but for us, most of our clients, um, what makes sense is a flat annual fee. Um, we have different options depending on, you know, what type of investments you're looking to do. Um, for most of our clients, a flat 325 a year per holding is what makes the most sense. So, you know, whether it's a $50,000 investment into a fund or a million dollars into a fund, it's the same flat 325 a year, um, you know, whether it's a real estate property or anything. Um, you know, and comparing that to what, you know, a 401k or, you know, a financial advisor may charge, it's a pretty reasonable annual fee. Um, and, you know, just give us a call and give us an idea what you're looking to invest in. We can kind of give you an idea what fees look like. Now, as far mm -hmm. as what is, you know, what's required of the investor, you know, a lot of times they're like, okay, well, you know, what do I need to do um, each year as an IRA client? Um, and what we, we have to do an annual valuation for your account each year, you know, when you're a client at Midland. So what that involves is we, we file each year with the IRS saying, hey, you know, this client's account is worth this much. And sometimes it's a little bit tougher with, with certain alternative assets um, to get valuation. So if you invest in a fund, it's really easy for the investor because everything's taken care of for you. The fund manager is going to take care of the valuation. They provide statements, K1s, pretty much anything there. Um, and we know what the valuation is. So basically, as the individual IRA investor, there's nothing you have to do. Um, we'll take care of it. If you're investing in individual real estate, um, we just need to know roughly, very roughly, estimate of what the property is worth if you're still holding it inside the IRA account. It can be tax assessed value, Zillow estimate, um, a broker opinion letter. It doesn't have to be a full appraisal in most situations. So just to get an idea of what the account's worth. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, it's, we try to make it as simple as possible. We have features in place for you know, bill payments if you have a rental property um, or if you're doing capital calls to a, an investment. We have all the systems in place. 
Um, and then online payment portals. So if you are renting out a property and tenants are paying rent, they can pay online um, using our system and directly pay your IRA account. So, you know, hmm. whatever it takes, you know, to help out the clients, it's going to vary a little bit depending on the investments you're, you know, investing in. Um, but yeah, we definitely have the systems in place for, for all types of investments to help out. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned um, individual real estate versus, I, I guess, investing into a real estate fund. Is that what you're yeah. referring to? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they can, it, you know, and obviously uh, sometimes they're the same people, but a lot of times people who are busy or don't want to go out and find their own deals or have to manage their own properties, they really like the fund idea. So, uh, and people can do both, but, you know, it's definitely a, it's a different uh, type of investment. It's more of a turnkey hands-off investment versus owning individual real estate. Both can be done and obviously both have their own advantages and disadvantages. Um, but we see, you know, large amounts of clients each month doing both. Okay. Yeah. I guess considering that the income, the income generated from the investment is going to go back into the self-directed IRA account, then mm -hmm. ideally you want to have as little, I guess as little um, hands-on effort in that process of investing as you can, which makes fund investment a great idea. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, you always have to walk a, a pretty fine line when it comes to actually holding individual real estate. So you're able to do the, what I like to call the passive side of managing your own property. So people who like to self-manage and do everything for themselves, it's tough um, to hold an IRA just for the fact that you can do all the leasing, um, rent collections a little iffy because the funds still have to go back to the IRA account, but you kind of do a lot of the passive side, hiring contractors. You can't swing your own hammer. Um, you right. can't go make your own repairs. You know, they see that as a personal benefit to the IRA. So, you know, for the person who I want to be hands-on, do everything, maybe the fund and let, and let somebody else take care of it and get the returns, you know, maybe an option. So, like I said, definitely benefits um, to both sides, but, you know, and both are options inside your IRA. I hadn't really thought about it that way, but you're absolutely right. It, it, it's like, yeah, you're working, you're working for tax-deferred income, but you're also working for tax-deferred expense payment or reimbursement for your time and effort. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you can't – no personal benefit. Your IRA can't pay you. Um, so if, you know, if you end up spending mm -hmm. 10 hours trying to lease out a property, you're kind of doing it for free. Uh, I mean, in essence, your IRA is going to get the income, so not, not technically, but – you can't take a personal um, salary or personal pay from your IRA account. If you happen to know, I'm just curious, what percentage with the market, if you want to call it that, you know, is yeah. aware and utilizes self-directed IRAs? As far as utilizing, um, self-directed IRA custodians hold about 5 to 8% of all retirement assets. So wow. not many. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're still talking, I mean, it's a very big industry. So, I mean, there's, you know, custodians that have $30 billion in assets and everything else. But when you compare that against, say, Charles Schwab, uh, you know, Fidelity, Merrill Lynch, those are, you know, huge companies. And, and they have pension plans, you know, entire company 401k plans. So those numbers get inflated maybe a little bit. Um, but really up until the last, you know, five or six years, it was really just, you know, mom and pop real estate investors kind of had a couple accounts here and there. Um, and then if you were 
you know, for a long time, we were futures and Forex company um, and real estate investors. So individual real estate investors. And then, uh, yeah, the last few years, um, it's definitely been picking up. The, the real estate fund, hedge funds, pretty much everyone's starting to get into it a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. So it's definitely picking up. But, yeah, I mean, I still, I would say at least two or three times a day, hear someone, they're like, I didn't even know I could do this until last week. Right. So, yeah, no, well, definitely uh, a lot of opportunity. I'm just curious, statistically, I don't know if you guys looked at the numbers. Um, are there are they are the younger is the younger generation becoming more uh, aware and active as it relates to investing with their with self-directed IRAs, or is it still more uh, towards the, seniors or older folks? <laughs> yes and no. So, um, in as a whole, um, you know, younger generations aren't saving a ton. That being said, we've noticed our clients, we're getting a lot of younger clients. Um, and what that comes from is, you know, especially individual real estate, it's a lot to mm-hmm. have. You know, I would say, you know, we talked about the uh, leveraging. I mean, 90% of our transactions are cash um, real estate purchases. So mm-hmm. you have to kind of be a little a little older to be able to save, you know, $150,000 or more into a retirement account to buy a property in cash. So long, for a long time, our clients were all fairly older. Um, now that we're seeing funds, crowdfunding, hedge funds, we're seeing a lot more younger crowd coming in. Um, and I think, at least, you know, obviously this is opinion, but seeing a market crash um, in 2000, 2008, I think a lot of them are a little weary of stock market crashes too. So they're looking for alternatives or other things to invest in. Um, so yeah, okay. it, it seems like it's picking up. And I think the, not to mention the space is getting a little more technologically advanced. Um, you know, we, we were using DocuSign as one of the first custodians. And like for at the time, that was, we were like the only one. Um, luckily, that's kind of grown. People are starting to grow and start doing e-signatures and payment portals and online stuff. For the longest time, the industry was basically fax and pen, pen and paper, everything. So that's probably part of it, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it seems like it, it's growing a little bit more with the younger, younger population. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, just real quick, when it comes to yeah. crowdfunding, you mentioned crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any differences in utilizing a self-directed IRA when it comes to having to be qualified or non-qualified investor into different projects? Or are, so the, are you aware? Yeah, so the self-directed, like us as a custodian, um, will hold no matter what. However, the, like these particular investment sponsor is going to have their own regulations. So, you know, we'll work with some that are taking the investor's word for it that they're an accredited investor. Some of them they actually have to approve accreditation, and others they don't have to be accredited at all. Um, you know, as the IRA administrator, that's not really our position to say one way or the other. Um, right. We do complete the documents on behalf of the client, but the client actually picks their – so for, like, the crowdfunding – Option. Most of them don't have to be accredited for like if they actually are a, a you know filing as a crowdfunding investment. Uh, but then most of our, I would say the vast majority of our private placement investments, you do have to be accredited. So it just varies on what the what the fund offers. But we we have a mix of both. Uh, I would definitely say majority people have to be accredited for of, of what people are investing in. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. 
All right. Well, again, I really appreciate. Oh, the yeah, of course. Anything said. else? If there's anything else I can do, uh, let me know. I'm definitely happy to help. Will do. Will do. Definitely. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Look no forward to working with you. Have a good day. Yeah, you, you too. too. Bye-bye. Did you enjoy our AP Deal Room presentation? Come join our club, The Deal Room, on Clubhouse. You'll find insightful conversation, networking, deal flow, capital, and resources. Come to The Deal Room Club on Clubhouse and get connected.